0: Alright, welcome everybody. Bob Stafford joining you from Denver, Colorado. This is Oilers Now. It is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Well, it was entertaining, but it was not what the Edmonton Oilers were looking for. An 8-6 opening game loss at the hands of the very talented Colorado Avalanche. A game uh, which, for the second consecutive game involving the Edmonton Oilers, had a call which had many people sort of questioning things, to say the least. Uh, Fortunately for Edmonton, this didn't occur in a game that could potentially uh, close out a series. But it did play a factor that said the Oilers needs to be established right now. Did not play well enough to win the hockey game last night. Fell behind. Uh, Mike Smith gets chased again in a game one of a uh, playoffs. Here's very similar sort of scoreline to what happened with the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames in game one of the Battle of Alberta as uh, the Avalanche and on a night in which Edmonton did not manage the puck well. Many of the things that the Oilers knew they needed to do against Colorado. Too many turnovers to specifically three defensemen Uh, Kale McCart, Devin Tays, Boehm, Byram all capable of transporting the puck and uh, 2-2 game, late first period You know, got maybe a bit of a fortuitous bounce on the Zach Hyman tying goal and then just poor puck management Darnell Nurse, bad play up the wall Um, probably, probably, I mean and I'd like to actually get your thoughts on this Um, should it have been called offside? from the naked eye and in the spirit of the game i thought that was an offside play mccart jumps on it brings it back in we'll get into the actual explanation of the call but the bottom line was huge turning point the goal stood up the orders challenged were put in the box and we're down four two very quickly into the second period and by less than halfway through the second period. Mike Smith was chased 6-2, was 7-3 at one point. And then the Oilers, as they have all season long, all playoff season, basically the entire time under Jay Whitcroft showed great resiliency, got it to 7-6 before the Avs eventually put it away with an empty netter. All that said, not good enough. Need to manage the puck matter, need to uh, contain the speed a little bit more of Colorado. who are coming at the Oilers in waves, but the Oilers did show a good chin and made things. Things happened themselves, got goals from all four lines. So we'll have a complete recap of last night's game. We will hear from Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Ryan Nugent. Hopkins on today's show. At 12.35 from the NHL Network, courtesy of our friends at Cadium Custom Built Homes, Brian Lawton. At one o five, on a day in which the Montreal Canadiens make it official, Martin Saint Louis, their head coach, signing a three year contract extension, uh Edmonton supporting icon George Rock, who is coming into town next week to participate in the Western Conference uh, festivities. Uh, George Larocque with his thoughts on last night's Oiler game, as well as the Canadians uh, continuing to go down the path of Martin St. Louis. And NHL insider John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling, a guy who's got very good league sources, and we will go through the machinations over not one but two calls. Uh, The call that uh, worked against the Calgary Flames on the Blake Coleman play, which I thought should have been a goal. And that said, there was no guarantee Calgary was going to win that game. With the way that that game was going, the Oilers could have quickly responded. And the call in last night's game, in which there was no guarantee if that goal hadn't have counted uh, and the Oilers hadn't been penalized, that Colorado still would not have won the hockey game. But John Shannon coming up as well. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline at 780-496-0063. They've got their second annual night market at the River Cree presented by the Enoch Cree Nation. It'll take place from June the 24th to June the 26th. For more information, head to rivercreeresort.com. Excitement bet on it. And you can ta- text us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line 7804960063. Get the new floors you've always wanted at 143rd Street and 111th Avenue, uh, or head to com. I'm available at orders now. You can uh, and uh, tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stopper. Brendan Escott's a big part of the show. He's at the at orders now account and at Brendan Escott. And our top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. The Edmonton Oilers lose game one. The score, 8-6. Brendan, I'm going to bring you in right here, right now. And I'm going to throw it out there for the listeners via text on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Should the the, uh, McCarr goal have counted, in your opinion? What was your gut feel on the play? And number two, did it matter? Was Colorado destined to win that game? Uh, because they were the better team overall on the night. Give me your thoughts, Brandon.
3: Yeah, that was uh, that was tough to watch and I think that there's a pretty good case to be made that if you're going to stand by the Blake Coleman goal not counting then you've got to understand that the letter of the law is what they're enforcing at the highest NHL level. You know, it's kind of as frustrating as it may be as a spectator you got to understand that people making the decision are not out to get the team. They enforce the call the same way in favour of the Oilers in the very last round so, uh, and the fact of the matter is, like you said, while well, that was a turning point in the game, Bob, it wasn't the story of the game. The Oilers uh, were the second best team on the ice.
0: They were unquestionably. This was the NHL's explanation. Uh, the orders initiated the challenge on an offside. Uh, the call on the ice was upheld. Goal Colorado. The explanation, it was determined that Colorado's Valerie Nichushkin legally tagged up at the blue line as Kale McCarr entered the offensive zone with the puck on his stick. McCarr made contact with the puck in the offensive zone after Nichushkin was in an offside position are an on-site position and the penalty uh results for the owners for losing the unsuccessful challenge edmonton by the way had been five and oh to that point now i know i received several uh texts and tweets after from a multitude of people many of whom uh were stunned that that was the end result they weren't the only ones i was also stunned by the call on the coleman goal no goal uh, in uh, at Calgary on Friday night. All right, into the Oilers now. Audio Vault for Direct Workwear featuring Edmonton's largest selection, unbeatable prices, and customer service that makes you feel like family. A full audio recap of a highly entertaining game one between the Oilers and the Avalanche.
2: This is it, man. The Western Conference final has arrived before a raucous ball arena crowd. Yamamoto a clear, Nugent Hopkins a barreling to the net. Shut score! The vendor. In his league-leading 13th of the postseason. Turns it loose for Alex Newhook. Down the middle. Dishes off. Rich shot score. Comfort. Tie game. It's Down the middle of the ice. Here's McKinnon to the net. Pokes it home. 2-1 Avalanche. Down low right circle back door tipped home game tied Zach Hyman a goal in six consecutive playoff games that ties a club record and it ties the openers off the draw rifled home and the avalanche an immediate response it's Kale McCarr upstairs on Mike Smith now we've got a challenge baby to determine if there's offside prior to the goal Jeremy Kupal usually gets these right. After coach's challenge for offside, it's determined that the play was onside. Therefore, we have a good goal. That's hard for me to understand. I mean, there's nothing we can do about it now. Uh, obviously, we would like that change, but uh, we got to move on. we got to get better and uh, start playing our game. Center pass, quick shot, save Smith. Doesn't know where the rebound is. Now it's in the back of the net. Now has made it 4-2 Colorado. Vogel, wrist shot, right circle, save, rebound, score. Ryan
0: McLeod brings Edmonton to within 4-3. That is as ugly as it gets from Darcy Camper. This is a big shift for Edmonton. You've just gotten a break. I mean, a real break. McKinnon coming off the half wall against Kulak, drops
2: it off. Wrist shot, score. This is off. Rich shot. Score. Andrew Face off dot drag move cross lice What timer score Connor McDavid and this game is Dotto Bouchard lets it fly deflected a couple of times through Cassie it in front rich hot score and Edmonton right back in this game it's seven to five in game one of this Western Conference final. Well there's where the heavy shot of Evan Bouchard ends up creating collateral damage. Comes off the board tries to backdoor score edmonton has cut it to 7-6 Nugent Hopkins power play goal 7-24 remains and Colorado's four goal lead is down to one clubbing is Landeskog It rolled through Barry the Oilers must reload it's intercepted by Landeskog the He shoots and scores
0: So circling back again, uh, no question, critical sequence, end of the first period, was very surprised, would suggest to you that my experience has been, and we're now talking of a guy in his mid-50s, uh, I was v- very surprised with the fact that they didn't pull a goal off the board, okay? And it also played a factor with them to get in the penalty, with Colorado getting a power play, now the others need to kill that off. But to start period two. And in a one-goal game, that's a huge swing. All that said, the abs were better than Edmonton on the night. There's no question about it. Just as, in Calgary, in game five, felt empathy for the position that the Flames were in on the Coleman play. I guess, you know, the spirit of the rule in hockey to me should have been a goal in Calgary. But if we're going to sit there and uh, nitpick down to the... Uh, the bare uh, minimum of uh, the interpretation, it wasn't uh, granted to the Flames. And all that said, even if that goal had counted with Coleman, distinctly possible that Edmonton could have come back and tied it and still won it. The Orders were the better play- team in the last three games of that series against Calgary. Last night, the Avalanche were the better hockey club. Connor McDavid, after the game, says that the Oilers started slow yet again. They're a real good team.
2: Uh, They're quick, like you said. We expected that. Um, You know, it was, uh, they had a good start. We didn't have a great start. Uh, and We got the
0: first goal, but we were a little bit on our heels there um, right from the get-go. So, um, you know, real similar to our last series. And Leon Dreisaitl, meanwhile, says there's no quit in the Edmonton Oilers. It's a positive that there's no quit in our game,
2: Um, but... At this time of the year, you know, we, we know that already. Um, obviously, we, we've showed it again um, tonight, but we don't want to be in these situations. That's not, that's not how you win hockey games uh, this, this time of year. So, um, like I said, uh, re- regroup, um, adjust a couple things, and uh, we'll be better.
0: Well, the Oilers have shown the propensity to be better after opening game losses. Here, uh, the day after, Jay Woodcroft has done his availability. It was it happened about ten fifteen this morning here in Denver, uh, at the hotel. Uh, only the Oilers non-skating players uh, went to a availability today on the ice. Jay Woodcroft had this assessment on the loss.
1: We certainly got to be a whole lot better than we were yesterday. And for us, our focus going uh, to our checking and defensive skills uh, can improve greatly, and that's where we'll be going with our group.
0: oedr got goals from all four lines yesterday. Uh, Ryan McLeod, after Darcy Kemper kind of misplayed a, uh, a high shot from Warren Fogle. McLeod had an open net tap in. Derek Ryan uh, scored as well on a uh, scrambly play around the net after Bouchard absolutely pounded one that ate up Nachushkin. I believe it was Nachushkin or Burakovsky on the left side. But anyhow, um, they got goals, and uh, Jay Woodcroft was asked about his bottom six contributing.
1: We did get some contributions up and down our lineup. As I said, we, our focus is not going uh, to uh, the stuff we created, the six goals and everything like that. Our focus is going to the defensive side of things. We know we can be better, to a man we can be better, and that's up and down our lineup. you know. And, and I think if we do that, we feel comfortable uh, in the offensive zone uh, in terms of when we get our chances. Uh, Woodcroft was also asked
0: about the fact that uh, the orders have now lost uh, the opening game of each of the three series they've played so far.
1: This team has lost um, three game number ones. I can't tell you that we haven't done that. That's a fact. I think in all three of those games, uh, they were tied or within one goal. Um, so did we play perfectly? We didn't play perfectly. We know we can be better, just like we could be better after game one versus L.A., just like we could be better after game one versus Calgary. So um, that is what it is. got to give credit to the other teams sometimes too, and they did some good things.
0: All right. Uh, Colorado, it was a game in which both teams starting goaltenders did not finish the game. Mike Smith pulled. Miko Kosklin played pretty well when he came in. Darcy Camper left the game in the second period. François came in. He played pretty well for Colorado. And Jay Woodcroft was asked about the two different goaltenders for the Avs.
1: I've seen Franco's a lot in the American Hockey League, um, so I have a good understanding of what he brings to the table. He's a right-handed glove. Uh, he's not the same size as Darcy Kemper. And um, those would be the major differences. I'm not going to go into our book on, on Pavel Franco's.
0: Uh, it is interesting. The Avalanche in the opening round uh, did not end up playing UC Soros, and it played a huge factor for Nashville. I mean, they didn't have their number one goaltender going. And, uh, of course, uh, Bennington got knocked out of the series by Nazem Kadri uh, when uh, Colorado played St. Louis. And Kemper didn't look very good for me. I thought Pavel Fransos played pretty well for Colorado, all things considered. One thing the orders had, in my opinion, an adjustment with, and... Colorado can skate there, you know, like Edmonton had Edmonton's higher end speed and skill carried the play in the balance of the series against Calgary. Daryl Sutter can talk about the fact that it was one guy for the Edmonton Oilers. Well, the Oilers had four players outscore the Flames in that series. So, you know, with the exception of Michael Backlund, he was the only top six forward that contributed on the level of any, you know, him and Nugent Hopkins kind of sought off in that series dry settle 17 points mcdavid 12 the orders killed the flames with speed and skill colorado is a different animal and ryan nugent hopkins knows that in terms of matching colorado's speed i definitely think that we're a fast team i think we, get, we have the ability to be able to match that and um i think playing fast in the neutral zone is is going to be something that we need to to be better at tomorrow and then moving forward here and uh, just being able to put pucks in positions where uh, we have an opportunity to, to play in the offensive zone. Uh, once we got down there, uh, we started to find our game a little bit more, but uh, obviously on the other side, that's a team that uh, wants to play in our own zone too. So I mean, we got to find a way to create a little bit more speed uh, coming through the neutral zone and uh, come up with pucks uh, and uh, create some stuff uh, down low. Orders have to do a much better job of puck maintenance. Now their their defense were pressured; they were under duress. Where Edmonton's D, Darnell Nurse is clearly compromised. He is nowhere near one hundred percent, and it is showing. Uh, the inside positioning that McKinnon got on the uh, on the breakaway goal, I don't think that happens quite to the extent on Nurse if he's one hundred percent healthy. Uh, I will say that the, the line 5v5 and the shot metrics which support this, but McLeod, Fogle, and Paul Yarby had a decent game. Uh, they made some things happen out there. And I don't know, like, Colorado can skate. I know we've talked a bit about Holloway in the past. Uh, it's interesting. The, the guy that's played more in the NHL and has had more history this first half of the season because Holloway missed the first half of the year's Broberg on defense. And so I, I know there's some people. Do they go 11 and 7 with Russell? Do you go 11 and 7 with Broberg? I don't know. All I know is Edmonton's D is going to have to do a much better job uh, with puck maintenance the rest of the way in this series. 12 25 at Edmonton when we come back. Back NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, you're listening to Oilers Now Live from Denver, Colorado. Quickly do a text. Bob, Nurse is a leader on the ice and he was a horse last year against Winnipeg. Based on that merit, is Woodcroft letting him decide if he wants to play or not? We all have pride, but for the betterment of the team, is it Woodcroft's job to thank him for his effort and put somebody else in his place? Maybe run 11 and 7 with Broberg and Russell stepping in. Uh, I would suggest, again, it's obvious that Nurse is not at 100%. And the problem is Colorado is a team that can take your heart to the hole um and an attack with speed Nurse is going to, there's no way Nurse is going to come out, but I wonder if they have to consider going 11-7 and 7 here. To NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing and your local branded merchandise and specials, head to ElitePromoMarketing.com Here's Brendan
3: Escott. Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Final goes tonight at Madison Square Garden. The Rangers hosting a well-rested Tampa Bay Lightning side. Oilers trying to draw even with Colorado. Tomorrow night on 6.30 Chat another 6 o'clock puck drop from Denver. Martin Saint-Louis, as you heard, staying on as Montreal's head Coach signing a three-year extension. He posted a, a 14-19 and four record when he took over for uh, Dominique Ducharme on February 9th. Oil Kings hosting games one and two of the Western Hockey League final Friday and Sunday this week. It's against a Seattle Thunderbirds team who beat Kamloops 3-2 on the road in game seven of their Western Conference final last night. Game time Friday night at seven.
0: Yeah, the Oil Kings will end up hosting five games if it goes to seven. Seattle could only get um, two games in, uh, and their building availability is shut down from that point on. So they they got games three and four, and the rest of the games will be played back at Edmonton at Rogers Place. Twelve twenty nine in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, and when we we'll return, Oilers now for KDM Custom Built Homes. Brian Lot from the NHL Network. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer
2: weekdays at noon.